0: And muy bienvenidos to episode number 168 of Mexico Unexplained, where we examine the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. I'm your host, Robert Biddo. Located 45 miles southeast of the city of Chihuahua, in the state of the same name, Ciudad Meoqui is your typical Mexican town. It has a population of a little over 20,000 and was named after a Mexican general, Pedro Meoqui Magnón, who died fighting the French in the Battle of Parral in August of 1865. Before the name change in 1866, the town was known as San Pedro and was the site of a former Spanish presidio, or military fort, established in the 1770s. Before the Spanish colonial government established a permanent military presence in the area, the Franciscans built a mission on the modern-day town site on the San Pedro River sometime in the mid-1600s. They ministered to the Conchos, Julimes, Navichames, and Mesquites peoples. Nothing out of the ordinary happened in this largely agricultural town for centuries until October of 1987. It was in this month and year that Meoqui received international attention. On October 27, 1987, four children were playing in a courtyard of a house located on Francisco y Madero Street in a neighborhood of Meoqui called Nuevo. The children were Sergio Alonso Lira Robles, age 12, Javier Balanzuela, age 11, and two neighbor boys, Mario Cosme Alvidres Payan and his brother William Cosme Alvidres Payan, better known as Willie. Mario and Willie were twins and both seven years old. According to their testimony, suddenly that day, a reddish-blue light descended and five small beings appeared. The light induced a state of numbness in the boys. In one account of the incident, the boys tried to run, and one of them fainted. The beings told them not to be afraid, and the boys stopped running. This was the first encounter that children of this town would have with what they thought were monkeys. Hence the name of these creatures in the Spanish-language UFO literature. The Monitos de Meoki, or in English... The Little Monkeys of Maoki. Mario and Willy told their parents what had happened by their house about this strange encounter, and the parents didn't believe them, dismissing the story as children having imaginary friends or something else the boys were making up. It was not until other interactions with these beings over the course of a week or so involving other children that the town started to think about this whole thing seriously. Although the beings were initially called monitos, or little monkeys, they were not described by the children as being covered in fur with long arms and an ambling gait. They were more closely fitting to the description of the classic greys of UFO lore. They were the same height of the children, but with spindly arms and legs and skinny bodies. Their heads were large with large reddish eyes, small noses, and slits for mouths. They lacked ears, and the boys wondered how they could hear them because they obviously understood them when they talked. Some of these small humanoids had patches of closely cropped blonde hair on their heads, but they were otherwise hairless and smooth and pale gray in color. In the ensuing weeks, the boys would draw pictures of these little visitors. Looking at any given drawing, a monito did fit the profile of the classic gray, but with small variations. The creatures also spoke Spanish, but according to the children, their slit mouths barely moved. In perhaps a way to try to get closer to the boys and to gain their trust, these five beings had names all in Spanish, Hugo, Pancho, Gaspar, Edgar, and Crispin. The boys also noted that the creatures had a hard time moving and walked as if their legs were stiff. The beings also had three fingers and three toes and circular marks on their chests. The drawings of the creatures that the children made eventually hit the local, national, and international press. What were the intentions of these little beings? According to the story, they wanted to come to our world to study it. In one interview, one of the boys also said that one of the creatures had told him, quote, We like the weather here, end quote. In subsequent encounters, the beings seemed to come out of small, shallow holes in the earth, leading the children to believe that the creatures came from underground instead of from the stars. When the holes opened up, the boys heard murmuring sounds of other beings, as if their new alien friends, Hugo, Pancho, Gaspar, Edgar, and Crispin, were exiting a crowded room and coming into our world during their almost daily encounters with these seemingly otherworldly little humanoids. The children never experienced the typical missing time associated with the alien abduction phenomenon, so researchers generally believe that the boys were not abducted. The large orb of light which heralded the first visit of these creatures seemed to appear off and on over the next few weeks. Other people in the town of Maoki saw these lights and claimed they hovered over the ground and then zoomed overhead and out of sight. The sightings of the beings, however, were restricted to children and limited to only a handful of encounters over the course of a few weeks. By the end of November of 1987, the Monitos apparently had left for good, but according to the boys, they did promise they would return one day to continue their research And earthly observations. During the time of these sightings and immediately after, the sleepy town of Maoki received a lot of attention. Townspeople themselves seemed divided about what to think about what supposedly happened in the Nuevo neighborhood. Some wanted to believe, especially those who were connected in one way or another to the children others were convinced that this supposed series of alien visitations was a hoax or some sort of mass hallucination curious gawkers serious investigators and everyone in between came to the house of the first sighting hoping either to see a creature or to talk to a witness in true mexican fashion a carnival atmosphere developed outside the alvidres home complete with people selling balloons, gorditas and churros, and memorabilia related to UFOs and the alien abduction phenomenon. Relatives of the children, neighbors and other citizens of the town gave testimonies to the press during this time. Some of the stories were somewhat fanciful and told in a a friend-of-a-friend kind of way. While some neighbors participated in the commerce tied to the series of events, most people were glad when the crowds left and things went back to normal. The story did not end by the end of the last alleged visit from these strange beings at the end of November of 1987. Rumors persisted that NASA had been interested in these encounters and sent people to Maoki in secret to investigate the situation for months after the sightings ended. Stories of strange white vans and sightings of suspicious-looking gringos spread throughout the town. Later, researchers who reached out to NASA for information about what happened in Miyoki or possible research done there have never been able to uncover anything. The children who experienced the Monitos de Miyoki are now all adults except for one. On April 6, 2007, Javier Balenzuela, age 30, was found dead in his home in the neighboring city of Delicias. His body was covered in what appeared to be surgical cuts, but none of his organs were removed. An autopsy of Javier Balenzuela could not determine cause of death, although a strange, unidentifiable substance was discovered in his blood. Some wondered if the little beings kept their promise and did return a few decades later. The death of their childhood friend caused all the other boys involved in the sightings to go silent. On the 30th anniversary of the events of 1987, a Mexican paranormal investigator, Francisco Tote, visited Meoqui to make a small documentary about what happened. He tried to get the experiencers to talk, but all refused. Instead, he interviewed a retired schoolteacher who taught the children at the time who identified herself on camera as Maria del Carmen. Her testimony mostly focused on the stories she had heard about town, which had already been entered into the general public record. Tote also interviewed a man named Aaron Robles and another man named Paco Balenzuela, who both lived in the Nuevo neighborhood in late 1987 and heard all the stories connected with the alleged alien visitations. Robles claimed that the appearance of the little humanoids was nothing new in the area and that someone he knew had said that he saw the same creatures the boys described in caves in the hills outside of town. Robles also described the strange lights seen in the skies in October and November of 1987. Paco Balenzuela, who was a distant relation of the young man who died of the mysterious cuts, described the general psychological state of the town during the 15 to 20 days of the strange events. He also assisted the authorities in getting drawings from the young experiencers. The boys were separated and mildly interrogated while they made their drawings. When authorities compared the boys' drawings, they were nearly identical. Francisco Tote wrapped up his little documentary in an interesting way. A song done in the Norteño music style of Chihuahua, titled Los Monitos de Meoqui," is set to images related to the events of 1987. Every year since 2010, the town of Maoki has had an art contest in honor of what happened there. A local manufacturing business called El Diamante supplies the town with dozens of life-size alien figures made of newspaper, fiberglass, and resin to be painted and adorned by prospective artists. Some of the final creations can be very creative, and interest in this has grown over the years. There is still a great deal of disapproval in the town which prevents this minor celebration from turning into a full-blown annual fiesta. A large amount of people in Maoki do not want to associate themselves with this bizarre story and many still cling to the idea that the boys made everything up and that over time the stories about what happened have morphed and changed and have taken on a life of their own. Some people want Meoqui to fall off the radar and remain a small, peaceful town, as it was before these alleged encounters. Whether the town's folk like it or not, it looks like people throughout Mexico and beyond will continue to show interest in the monitos de Meoqui for the foreseeable future. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends by sharing these shows with others. Please go to our website, MexicoUnexplained.com, for references, illustrations, and for free access to transcripts of past shows. Please visit Amazon.com to purchase the book Mexico Unexplained to get a hard copy of the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. We appreciate your kind attention